Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, can you hear me? Crystal clear, sister. I know, right back at you. Excellent. You have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was really very, very relaxing. And I have a full relaxing weekend ahead of me, and I'm really looking forward to it. What about you? I love that story. Um, yeah, we did part one of part two. So tomorrow is, um, I'm not even going to call it part two. You know what, Haley? We just ordered a bunch of food. We ordered the Cracker Barrel Thanksgiving, and um, I think we're just going to eat it ourselves for like two weeks. Good for you guys. Yeah. I think Good we're going to do some house projects and stuff. So making That sounds so nice. Yeah, making the best of our time. I like that. Yeah. Um, so Haley and I chatted a little bit before the podcast and we were talking about, I kind of asked her, I was like, Hey, do you set any type of like, um, intentions or goals or not necessarily resolutions, but like, how do you, how do you plan for the year ahead before it actually starts? Um, which I think kind kind of, We'll give a little bit of insight to some of the like behind the scenes work that we've been um, doing in our business too. So Haley, I'll let you just kind of speak on that subject. Yeah, so I definitely think it's super important to start the year off with intention. Um what, whatever that looks like for you, I like to sit down and write things out, whether it's in like a notebook or on my phone and just have a clear path or at least a game plan, maybe not the path, but an idea of where I want to be and what do I, what I want to accomplish. But the first thing that I really try to do before I do that is I really like to sit down and reflect on the year that I've had Um, because I think sometimes we get so caught up in our everyday lives that we don't stop to appreciate what we've already done and so I think you have to kind of pause for a second one to realize how far you've grown or how much you've grown and how far you've come before you can really start. And and you have to appreciate that. Like the gratitude for your journey is huge. And I think that it's important to take a moment and celebrate that, even if it's just with yourself or if you have a small group of friends um, that you can share and just share your biggest wins. And one of the other things that I think it's important to do is to really sit down and think about the things that have presented themselves as obstacles and kind of what you had to do and how you had to grow to 
either push through them, overcome them, work through them, continually work through them? Like, what about you had to change to handle whatever that situation looks like? And that can be in your business personally, because all in reality, it all ties together. You know, when our business is booming, but our personal lives are shit, like it doesn't mean anything. And it's all going to start crumbling eventually. You, you can't have a messy house and expect your business to run smoothly as well. So I don't know. That's just something that I've really tried to do over the last few years. I am working with some girls that I am doing uh, business coaching with. And that's one of the things that I'm having them go through. Um, One girl's working on it this week and it will slowly start to trickle in for the other few. So it's, um, I just think it's a really important part of, of the journey, you know, not like dwell on it though. Cause I think that's where, I don't know, you can get messy, especially I think for all of us, like this year specifically, it really is easy to sit and dwell on the negative that has happened. And so that's not, that's not the objective at all. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, like your glass can be half full or it can be half empty. And my glass was half empty for a lot of this year. I'll be super honest with you guys. I felt like I had a really rough year and I had a moment where I just like really had to snap out of it and get it together. And now I would say that 2020 has been one of the biggest blessings to my life. So um, it's just interesting how your perspective too, when you're, you're sitting down and reflecting. So I think that's important if that's something that you decide you want to do um, a mindset that you need to take going into it. I love that. I think, um, I think even if you didn't feel like 2020 was um, a year of where you want to reflect back, I think that it would still be really useful to go back, you know, two years or whatever, and just really look at your career um, with some binoculars and like a long frame and, and look at, you know, where you started, like, and like you said, I don't think it's super healthy to dwell on it, but I think for people like me who are really, um, I look forward, I'm like a um, future oriented person. It is sometimes really hard because the the past is usually a dark place to me that I don't like revisiting. And I'm often, um, I'm honestly, I'm often really annoyed with people who reminisce a lot. I get that. Um, so I think that instead of like resisting that urge to, and I, and I, for me, it is, um, resisting the emotional commitment of of reflection you know yeah Um, because it's emotional labor it's emotional labor to look back and um even to see pictures of your kids and look at how they've grown and then to realize that you know everything's moving forward so quickly or to look back at your first salon or to look back at old clients that maybe you just realize don't come to you anymore like these things can be triggering 
but I don't think that they have to be if, like you said, you can kind of realize, okay, maybe that client wasn't a good fit for me or maybe, um, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's such a good way to realize like, okay, everything's always changing. I'm not in complete mm. control of certain things, but here's what I can be in control of. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're right. I, I think too, at least for me, I, cause I think I'm the same way. I'm a very goal oriented, future oriented. I, I really don't like to dwell in the past because in my mind, it's like, no matter what the situation, it's like it happened and there's nothing I can do about it happening. So it's like, how are we going to handle and move forward from this event that has happened? And so I, I just really struggle taking the time to celebrate the progress that I have made because it's like, I'm, I know in my head, I'm not done yet. And I want to accomplish and do so much more, but, and it was actually, um, my business coach, we, we had this conversation a while ago that he was like, Haley, like slow down for a second. Like, look at what you've done and what you've created and what, what you've built. Like, this is, it's not, it's different. It's like nothing that, you know, he's ever seen being an outsider who's not in the hair industry looking in. He's like, you need to be proud of yourself. And I don't know. It like, you stop and you're kind of just like, holy shit. And it, it does get emotional. Like you said, it's emotionally a little bit draining, but also it like, this is something that I can sit and I'll start crying over. Cause it's like, I'm nowhere near the same person when I started this journey that I am now. And for me to think that, well, I just have to constantly be pushing and pushing and pushing. Like there is nothing wrong with sitting back and being like, I have, I have done and created so much and I have built this life and this business that's beautiful and that I'm so proud of and that I couldn't be more excited about. Um, and, and so sometimes I think it just takes somebody else who isn't in your immediate circle, isn't, doesn't see you every day or talk to you every day for them to be like, listen, you're, you're doing all right. And you need to, you need to take a moment and live in it. You need to live in that feeling because when you start living in that moment, it almost gives you a little bit of a high that you're just like, Oh my gosh. And you just feel like, I don't know. I just feel, I hate to say like just gratitude over and over, but it does. It makes me super thankful. Um, Cause I, Hannah, like if you would have told me five years ago, even that I would be what, where I am right now I wouldn't have believed you I would have probably laughed in your face I'm like yeah right there's no way and that is the coolest freaking thing in the world to me yeah I think that with people with people who run their own business or have created a level of success that um that was powered mostly by their desire to 
to push through. I think it is really, it's a scary thing to, to even have a pause or to stop in any way, because you Mm. build usually, you know, in our types of situations or in other small businesses or entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, like ventures, I think you can't stop at the beginning. There is, I think, a certain period of um, like pure adrenaline rush, whether it be, you know, months or years at the beginning of a business where it's like, I truly believe that you have to blindly like almost just black out and like push it like so hard. But so I think when you get what I'm hearing from you is that you've got to a space where it's like, okay, that level of like fatigue is not necessary anymore for what you're moving into. And I mean, I most certainly feel, I feel really like, um, intuitive force in me that just like, let me relax. And I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know where it came from or what it was, but, and it's not relaxed in a way like I'm cool. I got this. And I think that's, that's why people are scared to like reflect and be like, oh my gosh, like look at the things I've accomplished because it's not like we're sitting around feeding our egos and we're like, wow, I'm such a cool person. You know, like that's not what it is. It's just like, it's, I think, I think it feels, it feels kind of yucky to us when people act like that, because it's like, as soon as you act like that, that's when you're in trouble. But this is a different thing. I think reflection on what's already been accomplished is a necessary part of growth and a necessary step in um, understanding where you're going next and what Mm -hmm. direction you want to go in and how to use your strengths to move yourself there. I don't think it's, it's egotistical or um, vain in any way. Now, if you're embellishing your accomplishments or just flat out lying, then that's douchey. So, you know, let's not do that. But I, I think it's absolutely necessary to reflect on your accomplishments. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's like, it's just one of my favorite things. And I didn't realize that it was something that I, it wasn't something that I consciously was used to doing but it was something when I would sit down to create my plan or my goals for the the next year it was something that I always would find myself doing and I think it's because it's like for me it was like I was expecting this year's goal to be my goal for next year You know what I mean? So it's like, that's how it would start for me. And then I would just go down this like rabbit hole of, wow, this is what, this is where my, how my, how I grew. Um, I, I was listening, you know, when I'm listening to talk and that like feeling of being comfortable is something that I think I'm always striving for, but it also terrifies me at the same time. And I know, I think we've talked about this in 
in like our group message because like anytime Hannah and I think you know this about me that I feel like I've I've like got something like okay like this is good like I'm where I wanted to be I have to like mix it up and I I just I never want to be comfortable that's that is one of my greatest fears in life and I I don't know where that comes from um but I just I always want to be on my toes and I always want to be striving for growth and growth doesn't come from a comfortable place and so I think I spent most of 2019 being comfortable. I really did. I had extension-only clients. I was working the schedule that I wanted, and I was just kind of cruising, and I was I had a lot going on outside of work that I was trying to take care of and um so it was like work was working, what it, where I was at was working, and I had to continue on with that. Um, but now it was like, okay, now it's time to focus again on work. And it was time to start making some shifts because I don't want to say I was getting bored, but it wasn't like lighting that fire for me that it usually does. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that is a shared sentiment of m- most successful people. Um. I, the people that I certainly look up to in any type of format or um, success in any way, whether it's hair or just business or whatever, they are um, annoyingly kind of unsettled in any mm-hmm. in any of their progress because it's like as soon as they they do understand that there's a little bit of progress, they move the bar higher and then they move the bar yeah. higher again. So it's like anything that they're that they would, and I feel like this too, and that's why I'm kind of like, I'm like, yeah, it's it's super annoying to people on the outside, I think, or people, and I guess, in a close relationship with us, because it's like, it's like, dang, like when when are you going to like, not be what looks like stressed from the outside, but it's like to us, it's like pure like, it's like pleasure actually, like it's not stressful. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I'm not stressed, and like on the verge of being nervous about something then I'm like, <laughs> what am I even doing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I do. So I think that, um, it, it's in most people just find that so unsettling because it's like, that's not the point of life. Like you want to be comfortable. And I'm like, no, I, I really like, I don't, that like scares me. Cause I'm like, yeah, you, when you've created, when you've worked hard for the success that you have, I don't want to say I hate using the word like independently because it's like everyone's had help and like support. Yeah. Totally. But when you have an independently run business and you aren't scared a little bit every time things are like going groovy and you've really like hit a stride, it's like you, I feel like you're waiting to get like knocked off. You know, it's like yeah. you have to have, it's like a lighthouse. You have to have that like, that light circle around the top of your, your radar, at all points being like, okay, what's, you know, what's coming at me next or what's, mm-hmm. what challenge am I about to face or what's about to change that I can see? Like, because yeah. everything's changing. Always. 
And I, something you said kind of stuck out to me um, because you were talking about how there's always this like strive for more and this like, you know, that consistent push forward, which I think to people that like, if you get it, you get Mm -hmm. it, you know what I mean? But if you don't get it, I think it comes off as it can be greedy, selfish, ungrateful. I think ungrateful is the, the, the big word that comes to mind for me um, to those, those who don't get it. Like, they're just like, well, you are, you, this is where you are. Like you've hit this level. Like, why isn't that enough? Like, damn Haley, why do you have to do all the hair things? Like, don't you have enough clients? Don't you make them enough money? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. how people kind of come at, you know, I, you know, people have come at you sideways like that whether it's passive aggressively or aggressively. And I definitely feel like people sometimes are just like, it's like, they're not mentally ready for you to keep growing, you know, for whatever reason. Is that kind of what you're saying? That not even, no, not even. I just, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe kind of just in like the, you, it's like when, next you get to the next level right like okay when you're you're an assistant Mm -hmm. okay let's break it down into hair terms you're an assistant you're an assistant for a year and then you get your own chair and you start building your own clients and then the next assistant comes in behind you and they're watching you and you're getting your own clients and they're like and you're like well I need to raise my prices now but they're looking at you like we already have your own clients like why do you have to, why do you have to raise your prices? That now? makes sense. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. It's like this because they're like, well, I'm just making minimum wage. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good analogy. No, that makes not. perfect I sense think... because like you, they're at a level where they're like, oh, I can't wait to be to that level. But as, but as yes. that independent stylist, you should always be like, okay, like, what do I have to do next? Or like, what's my next move? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, well, and I know, okay, like take even my, you know, scheduling for an example. I used to work five days a week. And then it was like, cool. Well, then I got to be able to work four days a week. And then I was like, well, now I want to work three days a week. Now I work three days a week. And guess what? Next year, I'm going to work two days a week. And so by work, like, you mean I'm, behind the chair? Because yes, we're never yes, not yes. working. Let's be clear. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it, unless we <laughs> intentionally like choose to not be working because we're even working right now yeah yeah no you're 100 percent right so it like that's what I mean where it's like you just hit that next level and you're like well wait I've made I figured out how I can make more money working three days a week than I was working making when I was working five days a week well now I want more time back I want more of my own time back and now I have the clientele to support that I have this that and whatever to support that okay so now it's time for me to scale back even more because now I'm creating other opportunities for myself to be able to find other ways of income other than just doing hair which I still love it's, it still brings me joy but it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life and and I think that's an exciting and freeing feeling. Absolutely. Because you've been very intentional along the way to about 
I think you had an idea. I certainly, I certainly always have about, um, you know, transitioning to using my experience and the things that I've really like dug deep into to try to research or get my hands on or, um, you know, walls I've broken through personally or whatever. And, and been kind of collecting a library of knowledge about whatever things like mine right now is like people, you know, I'm working behind the chair too, but like mine was, I, I kind of let mine be outwardly led where I was like, okay, people are asking me how I use like, for example, textured hair extensions, like, whereas I'm not thinking anyone else gives a shit. You know, I've been in my, my brain this whole time, like trying different textures, trying different things. And now there's enough of a, um, I'm getting enough questions about it where I'm like, Hey, this is knowledge that I, you know, I have, how could Mm -hmm. I help other stylists and turn this into, um, turn this into shared knowledge through a class or whatever and not like you said and not have to physically break down my body by being behind the chair but using my mind instead you know I to me it's kind of like I have to I have to decide when I'm gonna use the teeter-totter and let like knowledge or um, experience kind of take over but like you were saying too, you're never, it's never going to be a completely empty teeter-totter on either side. It's like, you still want to have your hands in hair, but you know, one side's always going to weigh a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, yeah, yeah I, I think too, it's just putting in the time and, you know, in the first part of your career to really make sure that you are giving yourself the most experience that you can possibly get, because I think that's how you end up being able to use that experience in different ways that, that can become financially um, lucrative to you, but you, you don't get to like use your knowledge or experience if you don't have knowledge or experience, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes, I do. So. Okay. So back to goal setting. I, I think this does tie in very well. Yeah, no, I agree. So I, I don't know. I have a certain way I break down kind of trying to set goals and I, and then I'll be interested to see kind of what your process and your steps look like. Um, I always try to do business goals and personal goals. Um, I, like to of course set a financial goal for my business I like to set um which it within okay so within setting a financial goal that covers a lot of things right like that affects my pricing for the new year and what that looks like and then cutting you know days out of my schedule that affects you know so there's a lot that tie into what a financial goal mm-hmm. looks like. So that means a price adjustment, a schedule shift and a, a different hourly rate and all of those things. So um, th- that goes into it. 
um, schedule is kind of its own thing. Um, I am finding that I need a lot more time outside of the salon. I, I've said so many times over the last few weeks, like I don't, or months, I mean, I don't have enough hours in the day or days in the week. And a lot of that comes from just working long days in the salon. And then, you know, I'm exhausted when I get home and it's hard answering emails at 10 o'clock at night, you know? It's so I do know. You you only can take so much of it until you're like, all right, what am I going to do about this? Yeah. Um, Personal goals. I like to plan. I like to set intentions as far as like what I, what I would like travel to look like, what I would like time with Ava to look like. Um, We try to set time aside every week to go on a date. And that's something that's been really important to us since she was in kindergarten. So you know, what does that look like? Does that day need to shift if with my schedule shift? Um, what do trips look like? What do does, you know, where am I going to be? What's my living situation look like? Um, where am I at with my car with, you know, like, do I have debt? What debt do I need to pay off? You know, all of how long does things. that usually take you if you don't mind me asking, because I think sometimes, like when I hear this type of stuff before I actually structured any type of um, layout for myself. What, what does that look like time wise to, to reflect or plan for all these things? Do you do it? And like, you know, do you dedicate like three hours a day, you know, three days a week for like two weeks? Like, how do you carve out time? Oh, I can like usually knock it out in like a day. So you just sit down and create the white space and just don't focus on anything else, but you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to really do this today. Yeah. As far as like, so, and that, and a lot of these things are, are subtle changes that I've already started making and implementing sure. now. Right. Like, um, so for example, when I realized that I was like, okay, like I want to only work two days a week. Well, my January is already booked solid. So I'm like, okay, looks like I'm rolling that out in You're like, my year starts February 1st now. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But that was just because like, I knew it in the back of my mind, but that that was something that I was going to need. But I hadn't, I hadn't had my intention setting time. And unfortunately with what my schedule looks like, I, um, like, well, looks like we're, (laughs) you know, shifting it a little bit. But that's also my choice. Like, I believe in when I make an appointment commitment to my clients, I don't like to cancel those or change those. So I know some people will maybe give you different advice, like, we'll just cancel people. Like, I don't like that. So that's just kind of how I like to handle it. Um, pricing takes pricing takes a little bit of time to really narrow down because you have to know you know, kind of where you're at, what your back end numbers are. And those, if you don't, especially if you don't keep up with them, those can take you a minute to figure out. Haley, and, I think pricing um, is probably the number one obstacle that stylists um, don't realize that, that they actually need um, accountability or some sort of coaching, like the stuff that we offer. Um, that to actually set them up because it's, it can feel like jumping into 
the middle of the ocean with no plans on swimming and nowhere to start. You know, like I, 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 I think pricing is just, yes. it's something that we, we say, and we all talk about as an industry, but nobody can actually, nobody's born or comes into this industry. Nobody that I've ever met knowing, you know yeah. what? I know exactly how to structure my pricing in a way that makes sense for my lifestyle and my goals and my day-to-day work routine. Like, and by the time you figure yeah. it out, you, I, I feel like most people don't figure it out, honestly. I a hundred percent agree with that. I did a lot of uh, data research and like, I asked a lot of questions and I was in a lot of conversations through social media. I was doing a lot of, um, calls just with stylists who were kind of willing to be vulnerable. You did a double blind study, didn't Um, you girl? I sure (laughs) did. And I, that was, I would say the 100% common denominator in every single person that I talked with was my pricing is a mess. I don't know what I need to be charging. I don't know like I know nothing about my numbers and or people don't realize like the girl that that I'm um getting ready to work with in like a co- coaching format. I don't know if she even realized that pricing was it, it's the huge issue. It's the main issue. It's like we think our schedules or our clients or covid or our husbands or whatever. We think something else is always the issue. It can't, it can't be anything we have control over. Certainly. I, so I think this is, this is what I've come to realize. And cause I agree pricing. And I, I think a hundred percent it's knowing exactly who your ideal client is and how to talk to them. Um, that is because here's the thing you can have all the pricing nailed in and set into place that you need to hit your goals and accomplish your goals. But if you're not attracting the right kind of client that wants to pay that price point, you're doing all of that for nothing. And that's where you start end up sliding backwards and going into a a dark hole. So it's, it is really interesting just how it all, it all ties together. And I, when I started like building, I've been building this coaching program for, I would say almost two years. It has been a long time in the making and I was struggling so much because I, I tried to like break it into bits. I think where it was like, I could focus on this and then I could focus on this, but then it was like, even Hannah, like my extension color classes that I was hosting, it all ended up turning into business conversation. It all ended up turning into pricing conversation. And that was all like subconscious data that I was like collecting from these, uh, these stylists that I was meeting and listening to what they were saying. And it was like, this is, it all wraps in and ties in together. There's no way, I mean, you can break it into a bite-sized piece and a small class, but it's like, unless you have all the stars aligning and you know exactly what has to happen, it's not going to happen. Your social media game ties 
into who your ideal client is, which ties into your pricing, which it all, it all ties together. So it's just wild how you were, how unaware we are of it. At least I was for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I get so excited when I talk about this because I feel so like passionately about this no I Haley I love it I feel the same way I um yeah nobody tells us nobody you know we don't walk into this passion this art um this drive this insane unstoppable drive we have you know if we're successful we don't walk into it thinking at least I never did I don't think you did um you know what I should do I should really get a grip on how to keep track of of how much I make. I should really get a grip on how many, exactly how many hours I'm, I'm working in what that means, uh, per hour for the lease or the booth run I'm paying. You know, it's like, these things don't, they don't become an issue until they're an issue. Mm. And then you feel so overwhelmed that you don't even know where to start. Where do you start? Yeah. You know? Um, so I think that's, I think that's why there is a need for, you know, coaching programs like what you have or, um, accountability programs yeah. or coaching, like what I'm trying to build. And I think it can look different. You know, I think that's, what's so neat is every stylist has had a different experience and has something a little bit, you know, different to offer, but we've been through it. And that's the point is, you know, we're not accidentally successful uh, I think I was for a little bit. I, a, I mean, I think honestly, we just have good personalities. I ain't gonna lie. No, I'm just kidding. I do think Haley, though, there is a certain type of charisma that gets you so far. And I for sure think you have that. I think I was like a leaf blown in the wind, just being goofy for a while until I realized like, okay, I should probably figure out what I'm doing. But I do think you're right. Like you can just accidentally like be super cute and be Haley and get to a certain place where you're like, Oh, okay. Well, like now I actually have to like figure out what I'm doing because this feels chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. You're yes, completely. I, I guess I shouldn't say it was. No, I feel you like for real. We didn't, I don't think, I mean, either, well, as long as I've noticed, I don't think a lot of times my sister was reading this book and I think it's called do the work I could be wrong I'm about to start reading it actually I just finished the other book I was reading and I um I think it's called do the work um and there's this quote in it and I think it I feel like it spoke directly to me I was like crying I was laughing so hard it was like the entrepreneur has to have enough arrogance and enough stupidity to start a business. Like she has to be stupid enough to not know how scary what she's trying to do is. Ignorance is bliss, and, arro and arrogant enough to think that she can do regardless. Yeah. And at the end of the sentence, it was like, um, I think it said, "Keep, keep being, keep playing stupid," or I don't know. I forget exactly what it was, but. I was laughing because I was like, that's literally what I did for years. It was like, I just kept like, well, why not? Like, why can't I do that? Uh, okay, like, I'll just, I'll try it. What do I have to lose?
You there? Are you there? Are just blowing me up. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, sorry. I, I had a, for a, like a double call come in. They really must want to talk to me. Um, no. You are popular. You know what? That arrogance is no, not it even was an made unknown. up. It it's was a real. Scam call. Okay. Don't, don't even. No, like, <laughs> I'm just. Um, I just yeah. But I like. I just was like, yeah, like sure. You know, like I could do that because in my mind, Hannah was like, well, if it doesn't work, I always can at least go back to what I was doing because I know that does work. You know? Yeah. No, I think sometimes too, it's like, like for me, yes, no, I completely get what you're saying. For me, it was like my first big thing was when Keratin Complex hired me as an educator and in my mind, I was like, I don't know if they got some false information about me from someone or if somebody, uh, somebody's application got like mixed up with mine or what happened. But like when, when, a, when a biz or sorry, when a um, brand, the first time a brand invested in me, I was like, it was like you said, why not? Like, I was like, what they, they hired me, they paid for me to go down to Florida and put me in this nice hotel and uh, educate me for four days and have me teach classes. Like, what's wrong with yeah. me that I, you know, like, of course I can do that if they think I can. So, yeah, it's almost like you have to be, it's ignorance is bliss. You have to be like, just slightly ignorant enough to be like, I don't see why this isn't possible, <laughs> yes. you know? When, like, in reality, looking back, I'm like, Haley, I literally was not an effective educator in front of, like, a large group of people until, like, three classes in, and then I stopped doing education for them. But it was like, I, I, you know, I don't know. Is that luck? I don't know. I, I don't think it is luck if we put ourselves in the way of opportunities yeah. like we both no, have, you know? I definitely, I have a really hard time believing in luck and coincidence I really do um but I I don't know it just makes me laugh a little bit because if I'm not gonna do it somebody else will so yeah <laughs> I'd just like to be the exactly one like it's same and I'm like I mean if you're asking me to, I guess, but like, if, if, if I end up sucking, it's your fault. You're the one who believes it. You know what I mean? And it's like, not anybody's fault and no one expects you to suck. It's just, it's just like, for whatever reason, at these specific points, you know, somebody was really getting this vibe or, or saw something in us in us. That's what's so cool about life too, is like, people will see something in us that we are so mm. blind to, whether, whether it's good or bad, whether it's you know, our faulty pricing or whether it's our potential yeah. to be a great leader, you know, sometimes just who you are or what's going on is so apparent mm. to an outsider that, that you actually need a stranger to 100%. tell you. hundred percent. Yes. I absolutely agree. And that's, what's so cool about like coaching or accountability programs or, um, you know, groups where you insert mm. yourself with people who have similar things going on, but don't actually know you yeah. as a person. Well, and Hannah, like, I just think of 
And I think this is why I get so passionate about it because I literally had no idea what I was doing for a long time. And it's with business, with with my, my career, my job, I just feel like I was like floating through, not in a bad way, but in just like a, I'm getting up, I'm going to work. I'm, I thought I was like living life. Right. But it, I was just going through the motions and not in a bad way. I wasn't unhappy, but I was just like, get up. I see 10 clients a day. I work five days a week and that's, or six days sometimes. Like that's just my life. And I feel like if I can do it, literally anybody can. And so that's, what's interesting. Like these people that are, that reach out and that I have conversations with in person on social media, they're already so much more aware than I was. Like they're asking pricing questions. They're asking, well, how did you do that? Well, because they're aware that something is working where like I was so oblivious to what was going on with anybody else. And I think that's a blessing for myself and a curse because I think I'm still that way a lot of times. Like I'm so, and this could be just that I'm, maybe this means I'm like really, really self-absorbed. Like I'm so in my own world when it comes to that kind of stuff that I, I don't see what's going on. So I would have never dreamed to ask another super successful stylist when I was 23, like what she was doing that was working so well for her because I was just like beat bopping through my own life, you know? So it's like, these people are already, these women are asking these questions that I'm like, you're already so much farther ahead than, than where I was because you already want more. You already see the potential and I don't know. So it's like, if I can do it, literally there's no excuse why you can do it. Yeah. No, I, I Haley 100% like was a lost kitten in a parking lot by a dumpster, like just waiting, you know, and for, by the grace of God, I figured out things, but I think that's where the difference, I just had a really cool thought when you were talking about, um, when you were just talking about looking at, you know, how you kind of weren't looking at other people or, um, concerned, and I think that's where it can be a fine line between um, staying in your own lane, which is what you do and is, is an effective um, growth kind of mindset um, and the, staying in your own lane, but yeah. being self-aware and, and then not staying in your own lane mm-hmm. and comparing because comparing is like, okay, well, you know, I see Haley's growing or I see Hannah's pricing is this or whatever. And then thinking like, what am I doing wrong that I'm not Haley or whatever. And I think there's a huge distinction to be made there where staying in your own lane, but then being self-aware and, and understanding, okay, something's off or my pricing's not, I don't, there's just something happening here. That's the place you want to be. I think it's a completely different place if you're trying to grow from from someone else's passenger seat. You know, it's like you gotta you gotta be dropped off, get your own vehicle, and get oh, your own yes. lane. Okay, I hundred percent know. Um, we've kind of talked about this too, in in the sense of like, like you said, creating your own success. Um, 
and maybe like not riding on other people's coattails <laughs> and figuring yeah and figuring out what do you yeah. truly want you know like besides like taking everyone else out of the equation or all the information that you're getting bombarded with every day on um and i i think a an effective way to figure this out would to be if you truly feel so like clouded that you you don't know what you want i would take a hearty 48 hours off of all social media just a real good two days and um get you know get into some books in your house or have some conversations with people who really know Mm -hmm. who you are um and you know get outside if you can and just really think about like who am i what what do i do really well and and then kind of formulate from there because I it can be really yeah. dangerous to base where you want to go on on what ten thousand other people are doing. And I don't mean that to be funny. No, I'm, I agree. I'm serious. You it, know, honestly, like, the comparison game, Hannah, it breaks my heart because you're not only are you doing yourself a disservice, you're doing the people who connect with you a disservice as well, and. I, it makes me so sad when you're so focused on what so-and-so is doing, what so-and-so is doing. That means you're not living for your own moment and trying to focus on your own journey. And that's what makes you and I different. Like we have people that listen to this podcast, Hannah, that probably love both of us, but they might resonate with you more than me, or they might resonate with me Mm-hmm. more than they do you does that make either that does that make them like one of us less no but it just means that our story they connect with each of our individual stories differently and those are the people that you want to be serving and that you want to be in tune with because those are the people who you may not know it you you genuinely may not and you may never know it but you could be helping to change their lives. And that's freaking huge. There is nothing more fulfilling than hearing somebody say like, this tiny little piece of advice that you gave me changed everything. Like, you're like, wait, what? It, it is so insane. And yeah. if you're so focused on comparing yourself to the girl working next to you or the salon down the street, you are missing a huge opportunity to really shine your own light and to let other people like bask in your light. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and I, there's a give and take in that too. I, I think what I think when we see people who can't celebrate other people, that should be an indicator to us that it's not that they can't celebrate other people. It's that they haven't learned how to celebrate themselves yet. So that they, they feel slighted or cheated in some way. And so they're just imbalanced. And, and I know that's not, (laughs) this is not where we were meaning to take this, but I do think that it's like, it's a good, that I've heard ever. Like, yeah, if, if you can't step back and I think that's a good place to start. Like if you are just feeling like completely lost or completely like, I don't know how I'm going to succeed I see other people doing what I want to do. 
I, I have no idea where to start or how to get there. I mean, I almost sort of cry saying this, Haley, because I, I know people feel like this and it's like very, um, I'm, I'm just very passionate about, about not being in that space. Cause I've been in that space before too. And it's so, just, yeah, it's hell. It's hell. It's literally hell. I think the first thing you can do if you absolutely do nothing else is to mm. take a break from social media for a, a day or two and, and think about who you are or write down the things you really love about yourself or, um, like, like we were saying at the beginning of the podcast, reflect on the things you've done great, you know, and, and then kind of get your, get your, get your, oil, your, you know, uh, self-confidence oil change, get your, all your things working again and really step back in to, um, life and whatever that way that is with social media or going back to work or whatever with that recharge of remembering okay like I'm capable of good things I've actually done some really cool things that make me independently like unique and successful so so how how are those enjoyable to me and how how did I get the most out of those and give back to other people and how can I create more um experiences like that's where reflection is huge especially if you are somebody that is you're struggling in comparison and you're struggling to get off the, not get off the couch. I don't know why I've said that. I'm like thinking like workout, I guess, but. Um, no, Haley, you're right because it, it's, it's yeah. a lot of wasted time. I think what comparison, you know, boils down to is you're not effectively using no, and your life. So stop it. Stop, stop it. it. You know, it's just, it's not fucking stop it for real like whoever this is speaking to whoever needs to hear this I literally feel like crying um you like you have to stop you all you have is like one life and it is so sad to me that people can't can't show us Mm -hmm. their life they can't be a ladder they can't be a light they can't be a um you know a staircase to to helping someone else discover who they are because they're so caught up in somebody else's bullshit. It's like, no, you are a light to someone else, but we don't know what kind of light you are until you like step into that. And everybody is somebody like, and if you've made it a certain, you know, if you've made it to a certain place in business, like you're not backing down. So like step Mm -hmm. into yourself. I kind of want to say amen. Amen. But also realize that yourself probably doesn't know anything about prices. So <laughs> go ahead and get some help with that. <laughs> At least I didn't and you didn't. So, oh my God. I just feel so, Haley, I've been, you know, I've been sick just thinking about other people's success until finally I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm actually like a fun, cool individual who has different things to offer and like why don't I really lean into that and then I was like yeah. it was like a weight lifted you know it's been years since I've really been like crazy but um it, you really have to lean into like who you are and and just love yourself be good with yourself and then you'll start realizing that you see you make friends that are positive because you can really like find healthy people and attract healthy people and then um 
you start giving them compliments and they start giving you compliments and they're not the same compliments because you guys are unique and it's just this really cool thing yeah, it's you really, know it's really great when you when you find your people and it's interesting how the people around you play a huge role in in who you are my parents always said to me like you are the sum of the people that you spend the most time with and I I like I never ever yes, believed that until it I was they're right they're a hundred percent right and yes ma'am I've realized this might make me cry I I've always said like I I don't have a lot of friends and I that's that's a very true statement I think people um I'm very friendly but I don't have a lot of people that I truly let in. Obviously, you guys know I'm super obsessed with my family. And they're really the only people that kind of get in there. And I it it just takes me a long time to to find those people. And when you have them, you cherish everything about them like everything because these are the people that like not only do they celebrate your wins with you they're the ones gassing you up to you but also behind your back like you aren't worried about what are they saying behind my back or when you're vulnerable like they're the ones that are there that listening ear there's no judgment there's no um, I don't know. They're picking you up like when, when you need it and finding that honestly, I think finding people helps you get to your next level because what, no matter what you say, like you're not getting hey, there alone. Yeah. You're, you're, ne- you never are. No. And finding those people in your corner who, like you said, same goals, same mindset. It's huge. You're all going to be different and that's okay. But on those fundamental things, you're all going to have the same thought patterns and the same objectives. And it's a, it's one of the most beautiful things, truly. It is. And I, um, I really do want to we're gonna have to do it in another episode but I want to talk about kind of like how we start planning and goal setting for the next year but I don't I don't want to I like where we're going now and to kind of um wrap up what you were saying or just to give my thoughts on what you were saying if you don't I think if you don't have if you're like well who the who the fuck is my group or how do I find my tribe or whatever all these cheesy things people say It's like, okay, you're not going to get a great support system if you're not set up Mm. to be a part of a great support system. So if you have to isolate and be lonely AF or leave an unhealthy salon or, or step away from unhealthy relationships, do that immediately because it's one step closer to getting a support system 
like Haley was talking about, that feels like a fucking family that no matter what, you can dump your scariest shit on or you can cry to or you can um, throw the craziest ideas out there with and you know that they're not doing anything but thinking about how to problem solve with you and how to, um, you know, encourage you. And like, that's, that's a special thing to have, but you don't get to have that or be a part of that unless you are in a healthy space to be accepting and, and vulnerable and non-judgmental, you know? So if, if that's something that I, I think everybody's looking for that Haley and think about how long it's taken us to really like find it's it's like your baby blanket or your like favorite candle or whatever makes you feel like so good it's like it seems like it should be so natural because it feels so warm and and unconditional and natural but it's actually a very very hard thing to have because you have to work really 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 hard on being in a healthy place before before you can truly like um be a part of yeah. that does that make sense I, I mean I know you know it makes sense but um I no, I I think it does make I don't sense. know I think I don't know a lot of and this is what people I I think they don't realize like a lot of what we do starts within ourselves, like within our business. I mean, a lot of, you know, people want to make all these big, huge, drastic changes within their businesses, but they're mentally and emotionally not in a place where they're ready to make those changes. And that's not something that you or I or any other person on the planet can do for you. It has to be something that you come to on your own. You have to realize one that something needs to give. And then you have to realize that whatever changes that you are wanting to make are going to take a lot of hard work. Cause like I said, growth doesn't happen within a comfort zone. Um, and you also have to believe that like, this is the hard one. You have to believe so deep down that you're worth the changes that you want to make, that you can charge the Mm -hmm. pricing that you want to charge, that you can work the schedule that you want to work. Because if you don't believe it, why would any of your clients believe it? They're not going to because you don't. And whether, and you can say it all you want, but like fake it till you make it doesn't work in that scenario at all. It comes off phony and it comes off uncomfortable so and that's where I think that's where I think the power of reflecting comes comes in hard like what and and if you haven't accomplished anything in your business this last year okay cool what is something huge that you've accomplished in your life or in the last five years reflect on that reflect on the person that you were then to the person that you became because the same thing is going to happen when you start making changes in your business so, but that's, you're, yeah. you're not going to, you can set all the goals you want for what year is it next year? 21. <laughs> you can 21. set all the goals. <laughs> no, it's you're just, we're laughing in the background. 
you can set all the goals <laughs> you want for 2021, but it, it, they they're not going to matter if if you haven't sat down and done the hard work emotionally that literally nobody else can do for you. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's where I start like with my, um, when I'm talking to someone or when I'm like working through something with them and like a coaching atmosphere is I start with, um, I don't even know if I should say this. I guess anybody can rip it off and steal it if they want. But I have like a very specific system that I like <laughs> realize works yeah. for me. But I start with priorities. Mm-hmm. So priorities over goals. So um, I don't I don't ever dive into goals first. I have like a, a very like, because I'm a very, I need a lot of direction. If somebody's like, tell me your goals. I'm like, wait. Uh, like you were saying, personal mm-hmm. or business, uh, one year or five year, uh, how big can I dream? How big can I dream is like getting another dog a goal. Like, you know what I mean? I need very, very, very specific parameters. So when I was, um, figuring out how to kind of start with brand new people and walk them through, um, you know, like kind of a goal setting or your prepping process, I yeah. doubt it way back and I started with priorities because that that will lead you down um, a much more narrow path and allow you to to zero in well, on goals a lot, you, a lot better. Like focus in on your why too. Yes, yes, yes. And I think I think I was very maybe that's why I ended up with priorities too, because I think I was so I still get like when somebody's like, what's your why? And I'm like, I mean, to do really pretty hair and like people will laugh sometimes, but I'm like, well, that's why, that's why I, I go to work and do hair, but it's your, why can be whatever you want it to be. If you want to, if you want to make women feel beautiful, that's your, you know what I mean? It can be as detailed and as non-detailed as you want it to be. <clears throat> but um, I, I think stuff like what's your yeah, why always seemed really intimidating to me. Well, yeah, because you're like, well, what does that even you know? mean? Um, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, this is something smart people like answer. Like, I don't know what, like, is there a wrong answer to this? So that's why I think priorities just dials, dials in way, way more um, to the individual. Because no, like nobody's ever. priorities are ever the same. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this was fun. I think we <laughs> should do another episode goals. about like. <laughs> I know. We, yeah, um, starting with priorities, setting goals. Messed up, but I think it correlates. And maybe maybe this is like our homework for our um, you guys who are listening. Like take some time and sit down and reflect. And then, you know, in our next one, we'll go over more of like more specific goal, priority, whatever that is. Uh, kind of you know some tips and tricks on that and um but I I think it you you've got to reflect a little bit first yeah this is the so so my um like new motto in life and whatever if I'm starting something new or if I'm really like shifting in a big way where I'm like okay I'm at the beginning my my beginning is always start with the hard stuff 
So, like, I think this is a good, like, start with the hard stuff episode. Because, like, why would we even go into touching on goals or, like, making your bucket list or making, you know, the things that you wouldn't do for 2021? Like, no, you have to start with the hard stuff. You have to reflect. You have to do the emotional labor of, um, you know, taking yeah. into account where you've been, um, what you've done. And, and it is, it's going to bring up a lot of. It's sick, Haley. I kind of like when I know I people like about to get too. real shook. Like, I'm like, I'm like, listen, like the girl I'm coaching, I'm like, listen, you're going to get really upset. Like, you're going to cry a lot. Like, this is going to hurt. I just want you to know that this is going to hurt. But inside, I'm like, tee because I know, like, after it hurts, it's, it's almost like you release this, like, this, like, totally pressure agree. that's been building. And then you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. And actually, like releasing that felt totally way agree. good so you have to you have to start with the you have to do the hard stuff first and then it all it's not easy so I don't want to say like it all falls into place but kind of yeah but you can't it's hard to go back and take into perspective where you've been who you are um what you've accomplished mm. once you've like already started rolling yeah into the future you know what I mean yeah yeah you're so awesome you're so awesome you i love this episode i I actually cannot already wait for our our next one so we can talk about goals i think that'll be great um especially to like rolling into the new year i think that'll be a good one so sorry we kind of lied at the beginning we didn't tell you how to set your goals but i think this is a good one we didn't know actually but that we were going to even tell you, you had to like do yeah. emotional labor first. Yeah. We can't let you do cheat. it and you'll thank us for it later. You might hate us a little bit during, but then you'll thank yes. us later. No, it's like opening an old box of photos in your closet. You're going to like sit there and like cry about it, but then be like, you know what? That time at the pool where I hated my sister because she punched me in the face, but then we ended up having fun later in the day. <laughs> yes. That wasn't that bad, you know? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we love you the most. The most. Well, and okay, we'll see you, you next time.